Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Well, hello. Welcome once again to Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis. And you listen to Free on the Inside, in that program to inform you, to encourage, and to challenge you to be all you can be for the for God and for the community. This morning we have a very special guest that's going to be on the line this morning. Our guest is no stranger to the Dallas-Fort Worth area here. Amen. She's a native of Dallas-Fort Worth. And this morning we have Barbara Melody Calloway. She served on the Dallas City Council and represented District 6 for eight years from 1993 to 2001 until her time had expired and forced her to retire. She is also a former Democrat precinct chairperson she was elected to the Texas House of Representatives on November the 7th, 2006. In November, the, uh, in November 2008, she was re-elected to a second term and then at the House District 110, including the Dallas area, the Cedar Hill, the Southern East Oak Cliff area, including the Cedar Hill addition, and also part of Pleasant Grove, and the Seagullville uh, city limits. Also, Ms. Carraway has been on the Public Safety Committee and the Urban League Committee. This morning, I'd like to introduce you to Ms. Uh, Callaway. Also, we will have our co-host to be on the line, Carol Reed, here. Amen. You two can join this great conversation and ask questions to uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Callaway. That number will be 310-982-4126. Now, this morning, the next voice you'll hear will be Ms. Uh, Reed. Amen. So, God bless you. Welcome our guests to the program. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning, uh, Ms. Reed. Welcome to our program. We have Ms. Callaway is going to be on the line here in, in just a few minutes. So please introduce yourself so uh, our guests can get an uh, opportunity to know who our co-host is this morning. Hi. Good morning. I'm just Carol Reed. I'm just American, uh, normal uh, Dallas site, native Dallas Texan, citizen of, the United, of, uh, of this area, DFW. Uh, I'm a current resident of Plano, but I'm an avid community volunteer and working uh, closely with the Texas Justice Department of Criminal Justice System uh, with volunteers that are halfway half house in Dallas, Texas, where we uh, help uh, youth that are, that are incarcerated. Uh, so I serve closely and work and still volunteer closely with my alma mater for the Minnesota University, and I am a proud civil rights civil all right, great. That's a lot of information that you gave us this one. So we thank God for what you have been doing here. And as uh, and as we get ready to log on with our guest this morning here, we want to be uh, we want to give out that uh, contact number once again. That number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. And so you two can join in the conversation. And this morning here we have our guest on the line this morning here. And as she get ready to come in, we want to just say. Hello to her and good morning, Miss Callaway. Welcome to the program. Good morning. I want to make sure that you all can hear. Oh, it went away. There was some. There was. Can you hear me okay? Because there was some static in the line, so I wanted to make. Yes, I, okay. I can hear you. Okay. 
Well, good morning, Reverend Lewis, and good morning to Miss Carol Reed. It's exciting to be on the show with an up-and-coming uh, leader and a community organizer, community-dedicated person. I'm very pleased to be with you this morning. We're happy to have you aboard here. We're going to uh, 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 we're going to allow Carol Reed to conduct the interview, but tell us about what you uh, uh, the campaign that's coming up here. And, and get us yes, yes, yes. I am... I'm running for Congress, U.S. Congress, in the Democratic primary, and that is in March of 2018. That's March the 6th, 2018. That may seem like it's a long ways away, but it's not. It's right around the corner. You need to be registered 30 days before the election, so that would be in February the 6th in order to vote in the Democratic primary on March the 6th, 2018. And I'm asking for your support to go to Washington to be the voice of the constituents, to be someone that you can get depend on, someone who has experience, the dedication, the willingness. And right now, you really need a lot of energy and tenacity with what's going on up there with Trump. Donald Trump is upending and turning everything around. You've got to be able to stick up and stay up with him. And I'm the person for the job. And I say enough is enough of all of this that's going on in our community and particularly in our district. So I'm running for Congress in the Democratic primary on March 6, 2018. Good morning, Representative Carrie. I'm honored to be here on the in the line talking with you this morning. I just want to say thank you to you and your husband, Mr. Carraway, for the dedicated and long term services that you have provided to our Dallas, you know, my hometown. And uh, so it's exciting to be on here with this morning. And more than that, it's exciting that we have you as uh, uh, our one of our sheroes that is running for Democratic Congress. I mean, that's the whole thing we were talking about, how now women are really beginning to play an important role in running for office. And the fact that you're running for uh, Congress for our Democratic Party is exciting news, and I'm happy that you're, you're taking that charge. Well, thank you. Actually, we have a lot of challenges in our district, and I'm, I, I wouldn't before uh, call the person's name that I'm running for against, but I think that people need to know that I'm, I'm running against Eddie Bernice Johnson. She has been there mm-hmm. almost 26 years in Congress mm-hmm. alone, and in their mm-hmm. time, our district has seen some downturns. We are now the second highest poverty district in the nation. We are looking at um, our, our, our education system that's really been turned around. We are looking at unemployment in our district. We are looking at particularly with mass incarceration that affects the poverty area mm-hmm. in our district because so many families, women now, are going to prison in large numbers than ever before, and men, and when they come back, they can't get jobs, they can't get housing, and that they're unable to take care of their families. And so that is one of the big issues that I'm really wanting to work on, criminal justice reform, as well as uh, supporting single mothers and fathers, whether you come out of prison or not. They are really suffering because of the wage gap, and so we have a lot of issues that have been neglected by Washington. Our, our mm-hmm. veterans, our veterans don't get the care and the need that they need when they come back from war and protecting our country, and so I'm putting myself out there on the line uh, to go to Washington to be the voice of the constituents and to work hard on their behalf. That is awesome. I mean, everything that you name is so important in our community. So one of the things I want to ask you, I know you serve on the public safety um, committee and into the urban offices. And, and so um, how does that, what is your take on the whole Black Lives Matter? What, what, 
Well, I was on the public safety. That was during my tenure in the uh, the Texas House of Representatives. And just like then, now guns are a big issue, and we uh-huh. have to get control. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 it's a little static on my end, so if I, I speak over you a little bit, I, I, I apologize. But there is static on my end, so I'm trying to hear you as clearly as I can. But public safety, and particularly now when there is tension between law enforcement and the community, we have to work to make sure that there is a better communication, a better relationship, because the community doesn't feel, in most cases, that law enforcement is on their side. And so that's part of public safety. Uh, President Obama had, had re- released the opportunity for a lot of communities to receive these war type of equipment. If you remember it down there in uh, Missouri, where the people, they uh, brought in all these tanks when they had that riot. And so we have to look at how we police these days and how the community and the police force can join together. And guns have always, even in the Texas House of Representatives, that was one of the big issues. The gun lobby owns these legislatures. I didn't support gun legislation. I don't now. But public safety really uh, is on many levels. You have young people who are committing more crime. When I say young people, I'm talking about 10 to 14 and 15 years old. So we have to look at the family structure and see how the family is impacting the increase in crime. But it really goes back to poverty, education, and unemployment. It's why we're seeing this upend in all of the increase in these critical factors that affect our community. Totally agree with you there. And that is, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And and, and I'm in this area, i got to tell you, because I'm having a little static here on my end, so I'll just throw a question out there and I'll just let you go so that you can hear what you have uh, that your platform will want to Well, can you hear me okay? Or do, I, do you want I me to call yes, in? Okay. And then the other thing, too, I will, Carol, I don't want to, to dismiss the fact that young people as yourself who are really struggling, I know that you are in college or you graduated from college, but a lot of young people are having problems paying for even tuition and books. And so I do support Bernie Sanders. I know people a lot say that he's a socialist and he wants to spend all our money. We live in a capitalistic society, uh, a free market society, and I can appreciate that. I respect that, but and I and also have to work within those confines, but also believe that we have to support those less fortunate and supporting community colleges who will allow young people to uh, pursue a higher education. That is certainly a goal of mine as well. Awesome, that's absolutely awesome. And um, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. How would you? I mean, but in lieu of the fact that we are now living in a country that's been very divided by our current leadership, so with regards to division, how would you address that uh, issue um, going at, if, if you go to to Congress? I mean, because it's pretty it's pretty divided. It's just very hard. It seems and difficult these days to get both sides of the aisle together. So what would be your approach in bringing some unity to this thing? My approach is, number one, to always make sure there's community engagement. So many people believe that their voice doesn't matter anymore, that their vote doesn't matter. And when I'm on the campaign trail, I have people, and I'm sure you're graduating from college, you're probably 23, 24, 
and and people who are 18 years old, even older adults said, "Oh, I don't do that. I don't I don't vote. It doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter." And we are divided. But the way to 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 start to chip away at that, we've always been divided. You know, there was the division. <laughs> with the British and the colonies because they did not want to be ruled by uh, the, the, the British. And then you had the Civil War, which certainly divided our country over, uh, over free labor, slavery. And so right. that is where we are still feeling some of those repercussions where people believe that they are being taken advantage of. And I don't mean the less trodden. Um, there is the, the believing that someone else is benefiting at my behest because I can't mm-hmm. get forward. So if we can bridge that gap of employment, wages, education, then I don't believe that we would be as divided. And so what I would do is to introduce legislation and support legislation that would close the gap on education, close the gap in making on wages, making sure that we all have a bite at the apple. And that is what this all is about, constitutional Mm -hmm. rights. What does the Constitution allow me? What does it say that I'm entitled to? And it clearly says that you are entitled to those inalienable rights with the life, with the pursuit, the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so I would work more importantly, though, I would engage my district, District 30, which includes Cedar Hill, Duncanville, DeSoto, Glen Heights, Lancaster, Wilma Hutchins. It pushes in south to Oak Cliff, uh, Dallas, South Dallas, downtown, a Pleasant Grove, uh, Glen, uh, and it goes into the Stimmons Business Corridor, but into what they call North Park or Elm Thicke. It depends on which uh, district you, um, which generation you're in. But to tell the people that you have to help. Yes, I am your representative. I am your representative, but I need you to help me. I need you to say I support Barbara Mallory Caraway. She is my voice because currently, unfortunately, uh, our current representative doesn't show up. She doesn't hold town hall meetings. She doesn't where people can ask her questions face-to-face. She's not engaged in the community, and that is why so many people – so many people feel disaffected by by government, by elected officials, because only a certain percentage. We have more almost 500,000 registered voters in our district, and less than 10% of those actually vote in the primary. Now, what, what's coming up in 2018 is what's called a midterm election, which means that there's no <laughs> presidential candidate on the ballot, which means that the last go-around when there was a contentious primary between Bernie Sanders and, and uh, Hillary Clinton, you had more people come out. But they dropped down even when Barack Obama ran for re-election in 2012. It went back down to almost 8% of the voters. And so when you have less than 10% of the people engaging in voting, then that means that they're feeling disaffected, that government doesn't represent them, and that's what I want to change. But in addition to that, because I know you've given me uh, some time, a limited time, I want to encourage your listeners to on, on November the 7th, on November the 7th, there is also a constitutional amendment election right here in the area and across the state. On that ballot, you're going to have uh, the question about whether or not Dallas County Schools should be an operation that continues to provide buses for school districts across the county. I say yes to that. 
you're going to have <laughs> the opportunity to vote for constitutional amendments that does everything from allowing credit unions to be go to a different to, to hold ticket giveaways. There are ten bond issues on the city of Dallas bond that you are asked to consider. Glenn Heights is having an election. Sassy, all across the state, there are mm-hmm. issues that affect you locally. So go to DallasCountyVotes.org and make sure that you review. You can put your address in there, and you don't have to wait until you get to the polls to see what's on the ballot. There is not a whole lot of uh, publicity going on right now, and that's the other thing. Money controls these elections. If you don't mm-hmm. have the money, you have to make up for it. I'm Barbara Mauer Caraway. I'm running for Congress in 2018, 2018. So go to my website at Barbara. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-A, Mallory, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y, Caraway, C-A-R-A-W-A-Y, for, spell it out, F-O-R, Congress.org, Barbara Mallory Caraway for Congress.org. I am asking 30,000 voters to help me get to Washington. I mean, that's all it takes, one vote at a time. I need 30,000 people to go to my website and sign up so that I can go to Congress. But voting is very important. I know I'm and thank you for letting me talk. I'm not giving you a big chance to ask the question, but this is important to say. Okay, good, because there have been so many voter suppression laws requesting voter ID and how you're supposed to vote, vote and then going into communities when voter intimidation, voter. But don't let that deter you because people literally died, died for the right to vote. So we can't be so afraid to to speak out and to say that the voices, your voice counts. And that's what Barbara Mallory Caraway stands for. It's the people's choice, the people's voice. You know, I'm, I don't have contracts with the city of Dallas. I don't have contracts with the county where we'll stifle my voice because I'm going to vote my pocketbook. A lot of our elected officials do. I don't. I don't. Ms. Johnson has contracts with the city of Dallas airport, and she's on the transportation committee in Washington. So what are you, who are you going to vote for, really? Whose interests are you looking after? And that is what's important. The interest of the people is what's important. And I'm not against anybody making money now, but I want that when you make a pledge and stand there and take the oath for the people, that's the interest that I want you to support. That's what I want you to do. That is so great. That's wonderful to hear, and you're so right about that, especially with the the the, um, the culture of our our current White House leadership, uh, where it's all about the money. It seems with uh, certain people in office there, you know, we definitely could use a change uh, of, of of scenery in that respect. And and so, what can you quickly address um, when people? And I know the vote is important. You're you're right, and I'm a lot older than you think. <laughs> Oh, uh, thank okay. you for <laughs> But uh, what, when people hear, um, you know how the, the, the word that has been perpetuated, the fake word, all over the media, all over the media, such propaganda has covered our nation with the idea of fake this and fake that. And now people tend to, and now we talk about the interference of the Russians into our government. So in, in that regard, some people may seem like, yeah, my vote might count, but will it be altered by intervention between outside sources like Russian intervention or Jerry? Mandarin or things of that nature that we feel like are, are happening around this country. Well, it's, um, it's, it's brilliant that you brought up gerrymandering 
because there is a case before the Supreme Court right now, because since 2012, every 10 years, we go through reapportionment or redistricting, and that's based on the census count. So since 2012, we have really been running under illegal lines. The, the Fifth Circuit down in San Antonio just ruled after all these years that the, the, the congressional lines and the state lines by which we're running were drawn for uh, you can do it by by party or political reasons, but they were supposed to redraw the lines. So the legislature <laughs> go back and correct some of those lines, at least two districts, which means that would have affected all the districts. But Abbott, Governor uh, Abbott, Ken Paxton, the Attorney General, appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, and uh, Alito, U.S. Supreme Justice Alito, stayed the case. They're reviewing that now. Now there is a consensus that we will still run under those current lines. But one of the reasons that, particularly, voters feel disenfranchised is because of gerrymandering. They, and it's not just because of the de- Republicans. Democrats do it too because they want to mm-hmm. protect themselves, not the constituents. So they get in there and draw these lines mm-hmm. and cut deals to say, okay, you do this, I'm going to do this. So gerrymandering. Mandarin, they may be, they say, it does disenfranchise because no matter how many times you vote, the way the, the districts are packed and stacked and drawn, gerrymandered to reflect a particular individual or party, that your vote doesn't count. But it doesn't matter. This is what I say. When I say it doesn't matter about voting, you still should vote. That's just in those elections because keep in mind this time around also you have on November the 7th those other issues that I talked about. Every year, whoever your favorite team is, whether it's baseball, football, hockey, sports, Every year, those teams appear on the on the on the on the field, and they may not win the prior season, but you still cheering for them. They may not win, so you, there is a disadvantage because of gerrymandering, and we have to rectify that. Former President Barack Obama and former Attorney General. Um, Holder, they have a commission that they're looking at gerrymandering. But people still need to vote, and people need to force change. You talked about the division. African Americans vote in fewer numbers than we ever have because they feel that their vote doesn't count. But you have to be involved. You must be involved. And young people, the millennials, they can make a difference. They can make a change, and they need to do that. So you just don't – and all this fake news, I, my degree from Texas Southern University is in radio and television broadcasting and in theater with a double major. But let me tell you, it is – they can influence the way all of these media – it depends on whether you like you know, cable news, local news, commentary – but you have to be able to read for yourself and keep up and be more engaged to filter all of this out. I really have to. I measure what I watch because I don't want to hear all the comments and commentaries of people that I certainly don't agree with, but I do listen to them because I want to know what they think. And it's all a diversion. Miss Reed, it is all a diversion to do exactly what we're talking about, to continue right. to disenfranchise, to discourage, and they will take control because their voters are not going to be, uh, they're not going to go fall for the okie doke. They understand mm-hmm. what's going on. So that's what we need to do. Don't be dissuaded. Don't be discouraged. Stay in it for the fight. Stay in Enough is enough. Enough is enough of us saying that our vote doesn't count. Enough is enough of calling fake news. I was listening to the news this morning. They've already issued the indictments regarding how Russia 
infiltrated our election, and they did it with fake news through Twitter, Mm -hmm. through Facebook. Mm -hmm. They lie. It's not even fake news. It's lies, and people Mm -hmm. need to call it what it is. They're lies. It's not fake. They're told lies. And so if you fall for that and you don't stand up for your rights, you're always going to be taken advantage of. But guess what? There is a leadership board because our, who's saying it? Who's talking about it? And then the media outlets for who we listen to, they're too intimidated. They're too intimidated. Some of them, not all of them, are too intimidated. So you just can't. You have to learn to discern. There is a power. Reverend uh, Lewis knows this. There is a power of discernment that you have mm-hmm. to be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, and pray for the guidance to be able to do the right thing. As Spike Lee said, do the right thing. Enough is enough. Enough mm-hmm. is enough. But I can't blame all of it on fake news. We all have to take some responsibility of it. So enough mm-hmm. is enough of us wanting to keep people in the dark to benefit us personally. Enough is enough mm-hmm. of our teachers. And our kids, you know, teachers today, they're under so much pressure trying to keep their jobs because of all this testing. They can't even teach. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm on a bandwagon this morning, Miss Reed, but enough that is was- enough <laughs> is enough is enough is enough. That's what oh, I my say. God. I was on that bandwagon with you. I was riding. riding. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a great interview. Enough. I want to thank you, ladies. This is a great interview. Now, if you want to chime in on uh, the conversation, wait, 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 Miss, give Miss wait, 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 Reed I want to my phone number because I, 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 I want not, I, not because, cause I want to talk to her. Give her my personal cell phone number <laughs> so she can call me. I yes, sure will. I but what, first, we got some. Uh, we got some. I know you got to go. No, 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 no. No, we got a couple. Of, we got Caraway. Your time Ms. is Caraway. up. Got, enough is enough. Caraway. So, goodbye. No, <laughs> no, Miss Caraway, don't leave yet. We got oh. a couple of questions we want to ask you. We got some people that, oh, okay. that text me, and email me, and Instagram me, and they want to uh, address some things that's concerning them, and maybe you could address those things as you make your way to Washington D.C. as as Texas State Representative uh, for District uh, Thirty. Hey, man, you had okay, if they want now, to I have, again, a, I have my, Harold that uh, says he's a veteran. I have Harold, a veteran out of, out of Seagullville, that says sometimes he feels like his needs not met, not being addressed. What can you do to uh, uh, let Harold know that his, that his vote counts concerning veterans? Well, his vote counts because he will have access with me. I, the the uh, Veterans Resource Center is on Ledbetter and Ken Watterson. I work very closely with him. There has been an issue about when they go, it's hard to sign up. And, you know, there was a big controversy. But we need to have more meetings and get the input of the veterans. I will be there for them. I know that there is some tension between administration and, the you know, the staffing of all these, you know, these uh, hospitals. And it has to do with benefits, dis- disability benefits, how they have to meet such a high bar. There's such a high bar even to get the disability benefits. So what I'm going to do is introduce legislation and work on the local level. It doesn't always have to be about the legislation. It's about working with the entities to make sure that you can move in a direction that benefits the veterans. Oh, that's great. You see that, Harold? Got somebody working on your behalf. We have another call here yes. from Mary. Talks about the homeless population here. It seems like the homeless population mm-hmm. is, is just growing and growing. What can you do to address those at the local level and then to the state and, the, and in the U.S. Congress? Well, um, what I would do is work 
to get more resources. Homelessness is a very complex issue. It is not the fact that you just have people sleeping under the bridge because, you know, they, they, they just want to be there. You have mental health issues. If you remember in the Reagan administration, I'm sure that Ms. Reed may not know that, but she can research it, they went and shut down a lot of the mental institutions, didn't want to fund them, similar Ooh. to what Trump is, yes, what Trump is trying to do to dismantle our government, took away money, took away resources. In addition to that, you literally do have people who are unemployed. We don't, and housing, see, housing is so expensive until some people can't afford housing. You have people who are, you know, drug addicted and need help, and that's costly. So it's really a comprehensive issue. Now, this issue has been going on. Now, they were under the bridge not too far from where I live at MLK and, uh, and 45, but they used to be over off of I thirty and uh when they're going on that curve that and Laura Miller had to moved out. So they just moved from one area to the other. You have shelters that uh will say, well you can be you have to be in at a certain time, you have to be out at a certain time. But let me tell you what's even more alarming for me, because these are adults and they have children. We have an increasing number of homeless children. Now, and when I was on the city council, and now I do know they, uh, they even appointed a homeless czar to try to deal with this issue. So it's a very complex issue, but I would, would really advocate at, in City Square. I know City Square opened up a complex. They have maybe 40 or 50 homeless people where they're experimenting, trying to get them help, joblessness. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean that you shiftless, as they used to say about black people, shiftless and lazy, but it mm-hmm. means that you have been displaced through the workforce and you need some training. So it's a very complex issue. Now, let me be honest about it. The truth of the matter is there are some people who've given up on it, on life itself, and some people don't. It was the experience that we found that they didn't want to follow the rules in the shelters. They weren't looking for jobs before they closed down that homeless encampment. People had set up businesses down there selling anything and everything that you wanted. The police, so what happens as a final resort is law enforcement, their, the authorities have to stay, step in to disperse them. And a friend of mine just told me that a lot of them have been dispersed. They have dispersed into downtown Dallas, which is now a problem, you know, even more so. So it is a very complex issue. And what Barbara Mallory Caraway would do, I will continue to work with the local authorities, but get funding to address the homelessness. The children, are, and quite frankly, now the children are my biggest concern because they're young. They don't have a place. They're trying to go to school, and I read in the paper the DISD is sure they're going to get a building to try to home uh, homeless children. So I know the adults have problems, but now we've got to focus on these kids and their families because they are victims of circumstances. So I will. One thing that I think that our congressperson doesn't do well enough is we never meet to say, how can we, on the state level, on the federal level, on a local level, work together to pool the resources to get the biggest bang for our dollars? And that's where the leadership of Barbara Mallory Caraway will come in. Mm-hmm. 
That is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, though, Ms. Carol. Well, we realize that you are busy, but our phone line is lighting up, and we have a lot of questions to ask. But we want to invite you to come back. We want to ask you to come back. I'd love to come back, and I also want to invite your listening audience. I'll be at the Martin Luther King Jr. Center today from 11 until 5 at Harambe Festival. So you all are listening out there, and I know that your show goes all over the country. And here's the deal. If you'd like to donate, campaigns cost money. Go to Barbara Mallory Caraway for Congress.org. That's B A R B A R A M A L L O R Y C A R A W A Y Caraway Barbara Mallory Caraway for Congress dot org. We need to get a rhyme. We need to get a, a rap. Barbara Mallory Caraway for Congress dot org. <laughs> You'll find out where I stand on the issues to make a contribution. I don't care if it's one, five, three dollars. Contribute for the future. And I'm Barbara Mallory Caraway. I'm asking for your vote, your support, your money, and your prayers. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to seeing you and also being involved in what you're doing here. We uh we just have an open forum here, so we allow we thank you for coming out. Uh you know, lending your voice to our program to get the community engaged and let us know that that our vote and our voice do make a difference. Amen. So thank it you does. very much. As we get yes. ready to wrap it up. Now, Carol, do you have anything else you'd like to say to Miss Carraway before we yes, release her from this thank setting? You so much. Yes, thank you so much for this this morning. It was wonderful and enlightening, and it is it was a breath of fresh air. And I and I think sometimes that's what we need in some of our office, in some of our positions in our office, and those who represent us in the state of Texas. So it's a, it, it was it was wonderful to hear you this morning and have an opportunity to hear your uh, platform and and hear all the things you speak for, and they are great. And yes, I got to call you, girl, because we have to talk, and I even have somebody that may put a rap together for you. So let's come on, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> all right. And I look forward to meeting you. I've met Mr. Lewis, but Reverend Lewis, but I look forward to meeting you as well. Yes, that would be wonderful. Uh, thank Thanks you so thank much you. again and for the opportunity. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. God bless you. Enjoy your day. You Amen. Bye-bye. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, you have such a great, powerful, impactful, informative interview that with Miss Barbara Mallory Calloway. She's running for U.S. Congress person representing the great state of Texas, amen, in District 30, amen. So we want to encourage you to follow her progress, encourage you to vote, that your voice and your vote makes a difference. Our interview was conducted by Miss Carol Reed. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for having me, Brother Lewis. I appreciate it so much. And, again, thanks to all the listeners who tuned in. And I'm pretty sure they were – I'm more than blessed by listening to uh, Mrs. Carraway this morning because it was one a very wonderful interview and a very enlightening and very uh, uh, needed at this time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, Carol, I want to thank you. You have assisted us in other uh, – Another interview, so thank you. Your voice definitely makes a difference, and you sure. add some balance to the program. Where they're not just hearing my voice, but hearing someone else's <laughs> voice. And you know, uh, as we all band together to make a difference, you know, we know that we yeah. can make a difference by supporting our local candidates and and letting our voices be heard. Whether you're a Republican yeah. or Democrat, your voice yeah. and your vote makes a difference. Yes, well, thank you, Brother Lewis. Again, you're hearing your voice has got a, got everyone involved, and that's important. So it's good to hear your voice. All right. Well, great. Enjoy your day. Looking forward to speaking with you again, and thank you very much for what you're doing. Awesome. Anytime. All right. Great. We'll just listen to another great episode of Free on the Inside there with Ms. Uh, 
Barbara Mallory Calloway. She was uh, running for U.S. Congress, and we had Carol Reed was helping conduct the interview. And we're going to end this program because we have some other things that we need to do today because these are busy times. And we ask you, even though they're busy times, take time out to be involved in the community. You know our slogan that I'm saying is that help change your life. Maybe your vote can help change your life, amen. Maybe what you do could help change your life. Maybe you look around and you see, hey, there's so much going on, but there's other people that have that same heart and that passion that you have. Maybe you could get with them and you could make a difference in homelessness and jobs or whatever God lays on your heart to do. Help change your life in Jesus' name. As we get ready to get out of here, I want to be mindful that this is free on the inside. Uh, weekly in that program that comes on each and every week that, uh, that's uh, have a concern for the neighborhood and the community. And you too can join our show each and every Saturday morning at college number. I'll give it to you again so you can write it down and be ready next week for another great episode of Free on the Inside. That number is 310-982-4126. And we ask you to enjoy your balance of your day and go out and, and help someone, help make a difference in the lives of men and women. I'm going to be speaking over at a uh, at, at an outreach ministry program today uh, as we are uh, uh, sharing the word of God with men and women. We want to definitely uh, uh, let them know that the, uh, God can use them and let them know that whatever they're going through, that God is able. Amen. Because homelessness and, and ex-offenders and those things are very dear to my heart. And if they're dear to my heart, they're dear to God's heart also. So as we get ready to uh, end this program, be mindful. If God started it, he shall finish it. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Grace and Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for our guest that was on this morning, dear Lord. We pray, dear Lord, that things were done well, dear Lord. We pray they follow up on fertile ground, dear Lord, that they too, dear Lord, can make a difference in the lives of, of someone, dear Lord, that they too can say, Lord, what must I do, Lord? Ladies and gentlemen. And we realize that we're not in this alone. Uh, we all combine together and make a difference in, in the lives of God's people. Amen. The problem we're facing right now is we're losing our children. Fathers, we need you. Can you feel me? Just like me, every time you took a picture with you and your family, it was only two people. And it was supposed to be three. It was supposed to be me asking. Why the sky blue? When I grow up, I wanna be like you. Yo, daddy, can you teach me how to tie my shoes? Can I go with you to work so I can sing with you? Let me see what you do so I can love my kid too. But you didn't stick around. Was that too much to ask of you? Too much to get a blueprint. No. Too much to show the way. No. That's the reason why this building is not finished till today. want to believe that. My daddy's coming back. He didn't forget about me. As a child after school, we sit and we wait.
But it's a million of y'all and only one of me. What happened to the village, as far as I can see, has been burned down by this modern day slavery. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.